Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Leading off on Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Don't you guys go anywhere. Plan to put on a hitting display. The center fielder. That boy is good. Number nine. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. West League champion. Adios! Walk off home run. Eloy Jimenez. Who prefers to cheer for the birds on a bat. Adios! Goodbye, and maybe that's a winner. Here's Darren Pritchett. It is 531 on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. For our next segment, we just take a stroll a couple of blocks away down to Four Winds Field, home of the South Bend Cubs. We've got Midwest League. Baseball action tonight in downtown South Bend as the Cubbies take on the Lansing Lugnuts, the high A affiliate of the Oakland Athletics and their outstanding broadcaster and the nicest guy in the Midwest League, Jesse Goldberg Strassler, joins me here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Jesse, it's Darren. Wonderful to talk to you. How are you today? I'm great. It's so fun listening to your rejoiner, and there's the Eloy walk-off highlights that came against my Lansing Lugnuts. I remember that crystal clearly. I think that was the home run where the left fielder didn't know where the ball was. He's looking around with his hands up, and the ball goes like probably 30 (laughs) feet over the fence. (laughs) Well, those were some good days, and boy, oh boy, you have seen some outstanding Lansing players move on to the majors Recently, you guys were lined up with the Blue Jays and now the Oakland Athletics. And and one of the guys I see a lot in the NL Central and I think about Lansing and you all the time is Rowdy Telez, who just continues to pound the baseball for the Milwaukee Brewers. I would have to imagine he had a good personality, a fun guy to be around just based on what I see on television. He is. He was a larger-than-life sort of guy, although around the batting cage, I had to be careful If I approached him at the wrong time, he would just let me know, this is business time. We'll talk when I'm off business. Because his swing was so important to him. But it was such a joy. We had him young. We had him at age 20, age 21. We had him for a couple of years in a row because he ended one year with us, and he came back to start up the next year. It was a joy to watch him blast baseballs. I'm sorry for what you're seeing him do at the major league level. <laughs> well, Jesse, I know you soaked up every minute, every at bat, every fielding play when Lansing had Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And now to see them just blossom and have continued success at the major league level, how much enjoyment do you get out of, first of all, getting a chance to know them and now seeing them having great success at the highest level of the game? It was terrific to get to know them because with each of them, they came in, number one, their fathers were such major league stars. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s dad is now in Cooperstown that I was wondering, would they be approachable? How would they be? Very approachable. And the sorts of people that would come up and start a conversation with you. Vladdy Jr., I would sit in on his English class, and that way I would really get to see how well he was working towards becoming bilingual. But he was the sort of guy who he would seek you out just to check in, see how you were doing. 
there was zero ego there and total fun. And with Bo, my favorite thing to ask him, every series I would say, how is this team pitching you? And he could break it down wow. to the slightest. He'd say, here is their specific scattering report on me. Here, therefore, is what I need to do to combat it. Here's how you'll know if I'm not doing well. Here's how you'll know if I am doing well. I had never seen anybody who understood baseball and understood prep like Bo Bichette. Jesse, I've never heard of a ball player being able to figure out what the opposition is going to do at that age and be able to tell you what's happening and then go out and execute. I just can't believe that happens very often. Well, it spoiled me because after that, <laughs> I started asking our star players, how is this team pitching you? And they'd look at me like I'd grown another head. <laughs> no, Bo knew how he was being pitched. And the same thing was true with Vladdy was there was this understanding of Vladdy could recognize what was happening, what was the pitcher's strength, what did the pitcher want to do, and the adjustment would be made. And I saw them when they were teenagers. I met them both when Bo was 18 and Vladdy was 17. And to see them already with that idea of mm. advanced hitting approach was fantastic. Wow. Jesse Goldberg-Strassler, the voice of the Lansing Lugnuts, my guest here on WSBT Radio. So as I transition into Lansing now being part of the Oakland A's minor league system, I have not had the chance to talk to you since last year you had one of those special moments where you got called up to the majors and was a part of the Oakland A's broadcast team. If I remember correctly, it might have been at Fenway Park against the Boston Red Sox. Share with our listeners when you got the call, just what went through your mind and getting the opportunity to be in the show for a weekend. They called to offer me the opportunity in April, oh, and I was staggered by it. I had a hard time wrapping my brain around it. I needed other people to be happy for me because all I could think about in, the emo uh, in that moment, and then the whole lead-up to it was, do well, please do well, don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> and then the day came, and I was on air with Vince Catronio, who took such great care of me, and it was Vince who actually had the idea to bring up minor league broadcasters to join him during the year. He ensured that I was able to go inside the green monster. Oh, wow. He did everything he could to make sure that the experience was as fulfilling as possible. And then the games themselves, I got to call Josh Winkowski, who I saw with the Lugnuts, and there he is pitching for the Red Sox a couple of short years later, picking up his first major league win. But what it really taught me was, in addition to the great history of sitting in the booth and seeing Fenway with all of the games and all of the people who've come through, the idea of everything that we do, Darren, whether it's at the minor league level or the major league level, it doesn't matter. It translates wherever you are. It's a Hoosiers moment. Wow. Well, I have to tell you, I tuned in for a little bit, and if I would not have known you, you sounded like a major league broadcaster. You should be so proud. It sounded so good, and I know someday you're going to get the opportunity to do that on a full-time basis. And, and I also want to say this. Good for that Oakland A's broadcaster. I wish more teams would do that, knowing the grind of the minor league broadcasters and just the opportunity for them to get a taste of that major league broadcasting time is so special. I know Mark, he goes through so many broadcasters on on the TV side when Boog is gone. I'd love to see some of the, the Cub minor league broadcasters get a chance to go up there. So I, I think it's special, and I give that Oakland A broadcaster a lot of credit. Here, here. I would add to that, the minor league broadcaster gets to know the players. Like I was just yep. telling you stories about Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Rowdy Telez. 
you knew the players who came through South Bend. And so to be able to introduce them at the major league level and to say, here's what this guy is like, here's what this guy is like, because what the player does on the field, that takes care of itself. And we'll describe that. And there's the video to watch it. You can see the picture of how is this guy pitching, how is he hitting, how is he fielding. But to add that extra bit to say, you know what? This player loves soap operas, and here's his favorite, and here's what we were talking about. That's that extra step to really connect the fan to the player. Well, I never got the chance to call a baseball game at Fenway, but I called a hockey game there, which I guess is kind of cool. But I just remember looking out at the the monster and just visualizing all the great moments, the Carlton Fisk home run. It's, It's just one of those places, Jesse, you walk into, and you just feel the history of the ballpark. It's the same thing in being in South Bend and thinking about Notre Dame, anywhere that you just take a moment, a breath, yeah. and you can watch all the videos and you can think about the people who've walked where you've walked or excelled where you are currently standing, became heroes to millions, and it's all in the same spot where you are. It's staggering. It's something that you almost don't need to think about too long because it's difficult to wrap your head around. <laughs> Jesse, my all-time favorite movie is Field of Dreams, but second is Moneyball. I love the story of the Oakland A's and how they were the small market team going up against all these giants and how there's so much difference in the way that they put together a baseball team compared to the Yankees. The Oakland A's are in a, a very unique spot right now. They have you know, the worst record in baseball. Jesse, there's the talk that they might end up moving to Las Vegas. I'm just wondering right now, if the A's would move to Las Vegas, would this enhance them financially at all, where they could at least take some steps forward with their payroll? It's a very good question, and I think that they are hoping that it would. They need a new facility. They desperately need a new facility. And the Oakland fans are hoping that that's in Oakland. And meanwhile, Las Vegas, Nevada, is working to woo them to move to Vegas, wherever it is to have that new facility and then to have the resources that you would figure should come with that, that should turn things around. I remember talking to the Oakland A's people last year and them telling me we are not used to losing, even as the payroll has been what it has been. You look at their trips into the postseason year after year or the times that they've suddenly surged upwards with players that we did not know about. This is a team that wins. And so these are very unfamiliar times for them and very uh, well, uncomfortable times for them. From the, pl- uh, from the baseball field, for the players, for the coaches, for the instructors, for everybody involved in the baseball side, they're working hard. And I can tell you that they did not expect that things would go the way mm. that they have gone this year. Everything that is high above them, the forces toward Las Vegas, they're just trying to keep their heads down and say, let's concentrate on the baseball. But there is a lot going on, and I would argue, that's one of the top stories in Major League Baseball right now is the future of the A's. Yeah. Jesse, in terms of the strength of the minor league system as they build toward the future, how strong is it? And are there a couple of guys on this Lansing team that you are projecting as possibly parts of the solution to getting the A's back going once again in the future? The answer is yes. The answer is that they do have a foundation coming. We saw them in Lansing last year, mostly. They're now mostly up in double-A. We had a catcher last year named Tyler Soderstrom. He's up in triple-A. He's going to get the call at some point. 
Their outfielders, Lawrence Butler, Denzel Clark, who are in double-A, they'll get the call at some point. And there's more players, Daryl Arenaez, who's up in double-A. But the guys in Lansing, we have the A's last two first-round draft choices. Mm. 2021 shortstop Max Muncy, drafted out of high school. 2022 catcher Daniel Susak, drafted out of Arizona. So those are the position players that they are primarily looking at, and I really like our pitching. We have a right-hander going to the mound tonight in Jacob Waters, who was their fourth-rounder last year out of West Virginia. High fastball, bowling ball, sinker, and he complements it with a great power-breaking ball. He is a major league arm. Jack Perkins out of Kokomo, Indiana, Mm. is throwing tomorrow. I think he is exceptional. And then there are a couple of other arms who I think are very interesting. So the team's record is right now 24-30 and because the Cubbies handed the Lugnuts losses the last two days. But there are guys on this team who are going to be up in the major leagues, I would say, in the next two to three years. Voice of the Lansing Lugnuts, Jesse Goldberg, Strassler, our guest. A couple more real quick for you. You had the chance to call the South Bend-Lansing game the other night with Cade Horton pitching, the number one pick of the Chicago Cubs out of Oklahoma last year. Ten strikeout performance and five shutout innings. What stood out to you in watching Horton pitch? That he could throw any pitch that he wanted and got swings and misses. When he fell behind and the batter knew that the fastball was coming, he threw the fastball and he got a swing and a miss from some of the Lugnuts' best hitters. That really impresses me when the batter knows fastball is coming and still can't hit it. Loved the breaking ball. I loved everything. Uh, it was his first time at the professional level, as far as I know, especially here in South Bend, working into the fifth and yeah. completing five innings. I thought he looked terrific. I think the big key is with him, take care of his health, keep on building up those innings, keep on stretching him out. But that arm looked special to me. He's the best pitcher I've seen all year. Mm, impressive. Finally, I got to ask you, you had the chance in the minors to see a lot of these new baseball rules before your eyes, before they came to the major league level. And I was a little wishy-washy on the pitch clock, but after seeing the pitch clock, I love it. Everything that has changed in baseball, Jesse, I love it has brought us a crisper game. There is less downtime. I'm not sure yet about the pizza box bases, but I can live with that. (laughs) I'm just wondering, when you were watching these rules in the minor leagues, did you feel like that this was going to bring a major change to the game of baseball and improve the way people watch the game? Yes, to the pitch clock. Absolutely to the pitch clock. And I would compare it to watching high school basketball with no shot clock Mm -hmm. to watching college or professional basketball with a shot clock. It gives everybody such a better degree of urgency. And you can even take it up a little bit. You can say maybe it's a little bit too fast right now. But I really enjoy the urgency and the rhythm that the game settles into. So, yes, I could see the pitch clock coming. My thinking was after everybody adjusted to it, that's when we would truly see its results. And I think I'm seeing that adjustment already. Everybody knows what's going on. The pitchers are ready. The pitchers are getting the ball back from the catcher, and they're ready to work. It's a really good brand of baseball. I saw something funny the other night. Adam Wainwright, who's 40-plus years old, pitching for the Cardinals, he covered first base and had to really catch his breath before he threw the next pitch because they're not going to wait around because a 40-year-old is catching his breath. That pitch clock was going, and he took a couple of big, deep breaths and waited until the last second to throw the pitch. But there's just little things that we 
took for granted in the game that just are not a part of the game anymore. And I think also, Jesse, when you see a pitcher in trouble, oftentimes, what do they do? They slow the game down. They slow the pace. Boy, you can't do that anymore. So you really have to be mentally strong as a pitcher to work through this pitch clock because there aren't many outs to save you anymore, it doesn't seem like. About that, with a pitcher losing their breath, so earlier this year, we had a pitcher, same thing, raced over, covering first base, had a difficulty getting his breath back. And so I asked our strength and conditioning coach, what can a guy do in that spot? And he said, well, the best way to get your breath back is to bend over at the waist. So maybe you could tie his shoe. So we talked to the pitcher. Well, last night here in South Bend at Four Winds Field, he asked to cover first base. So he goes back to the mound, and he quickly asks the umpire, whoa, wait, my shoe's untied, bends over ties his shoe, and now he gets his breath back for the next pitch. So I think we just need to share that with everybody in baseball. Hey, shoe's untied. <laughs> oh, they'll come up with a rule where you can't do that anymore. You have to wear Velcro. Jesse's what will happen. <laughs> Keep the game moving, even for the shoe being untied. Hey, great to catch up with you, Jesse. Always appreciate your friendship and help in the Midwest League. So glad you got the chance to go up to the majors. And again, it's going to be your full-time gig sometime very, very soon because you are so good at your craft, and I can't wait for that day to happen. Darren, thank you so much. That means a great deal to me. And thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely, Jesse. All the best to you and your family. And tell your little slugger, you know, if you have to choke up a little (laughs) bit to hit more home runs, he better do it, okay? (laughs) You bet. You got it. (laughs) All right, Jesse, be well. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is Jesse Goldberg-Strassler, the voice of the Lansing Lugnuts, Central Michigan women's basketball, joining me here on WSBT Radio. And the Lugnuts and the Cubs play tonight at 7.05 at Four Winds Field. Hear the game right here on WSBT Radio. We'll take a timeout, 5.48 at WSBT. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified, Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous spicy range rattlers. All made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 